0: Ask Pat. Ask
1: Pat. What's up, everybody? Patlin here, and welcome to episode 1208 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Trixie from So a Softie. Dot com so as in you know sewing like thread and needle and softy as in like a plush toy Trixie is from Australia and she has a beautiful story about how she created a not-for-profit charitable opportunity for kids to learn how to sew and the way this thing has grown and who she is now connected with as a result of this is just absolutely tremendous and we're going to st- Talk today about how she can then further her reach and further her message. She wants to do this in a way that is efficient with her time, and she wants to do it in a way that will also be prosperous and and most of all get more kids to sew, which is what we're doing today. So here we go. This is Trixie from SewASofty.com. Trixie, welcome to Ask Pat. Thanks so much for joining us today. How are you?
0: I'm very excited. Thank you.
1: Good, good. I'm excited too. Trixie, why don't you tell me and everybody else listening who you are and what it is that you do?
0: My name's Trixie Simons. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Back in 2016, I started Sew Softy. Sew Softy is a not for profit initiative. That was my idea. And the idea was I'd been teaching kids to sew for years and years. And I could see that sewing gave kids not only like a life skill, but it empowered them. It gave them a lot of self confidence. This idea that I made something all by myself. And it's um, just really good for kids, and I could see this happening in my classes all the time. So I decided that I wanted kids all over the world to learn how to sew. The way I imagined it was that if I inspired mums and teachers to sew with their kids, then kids all over the world would be able to sew. In 2016, I started what was going to be a one-day event. It was July 16, and it was called Sew a Softy Day. And on that day, anybody who knew how to sew would teach. Anyone in their community who didn't know how to sew, how to sew a simple softie. And I chose softies. I don't know if you know what softies are. They're like plushies or soft toys. Ah, uh, okay. Might be an Aussie word, plushies, stuffies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not teaching people how to sew necessarily like ripped jeans or anything like that. You're, you're teaching kids how to, and parents to create, you know, little toys that they can ha- have for life.
0: Yes. I actually, just focus on hand sewing, which is just needle and thread, because hand sewing is accessible to basically everybody. You don't need a machine. You just needle thread, you know, some fabric and stuffing. So I just focus on hand sewing to make it accessible. And the idea of the softy or the stuffy was that kids had this, like a little soft toy. It was something they could cuddle. And it was a new friend, you know, the little softies. That Sew Softy Day back in 2016, that was the idea. And I had lots of blogging friends join in, and they each posted a simple to so softy tutorial online, which was free. And there were so softy events in different cities all around the world. So that was SoSofty softy in 2016 Day event. By the following year, it became a month-long event because there was too many things happening, and people sort of said to me, Look, I can't do it on that day. So it became so softy in July, a month-long event. And every single day in July, um, a different blogger would post a free softy tutorial and people, in, just to inspire mums and teachers and librarians to show them how to sew really, really simply. And that was one of the things that I'd found over the years that a lot of mums couldn't sew or thought they couldn't sew and were actually quite intimidated by the fact that, you know, a needle and thread, I can't do this. My aim was just to give the simplest softy sewing patterns. So that became a month-long event. We had schools and libraries join in. The following year, we had kid ambassadors join in. So I had so softy wow. ambassadors. So these were kids who would teach their friends how to a softy, and they had parties and different things. And then the following year, so the Children's Museum of the Arts in New York City was hosting a civic kids program. I decided to we found a new event which I call the Global Kids Sewing Party and the museum joined in with me and we hosted the Sew Softy Global Kids Sewing Party where kids sewed a softy which they would then give to someone in their community. And the idea was that, that was just to show kids that they can make a difference, that just because they're a kid it doesn't mean they can't change somebody's lives. They don't have to wait till they're adults and they would give they could give it to anybody in their community a teacher the cat to whoever of course then people said oh is this event happening next year so by um the following year 2020 2021 i now had two global events so a in july which is a month long event the global kids sewing party which is in march which is uh, also a month long event and last in 2021 i had Two hundred and twenty groups—that's schools, libraries, family, scout groups from over thirty join into the Global Kids Sewing Party, and I had two books published this year too. My one event sort of cascaded in a way that I could never have imagined. So it's uh,
1: how does that feel to to have that kind of an impact and that kind of a reach after just an idea in twenty sixteen? How does that feel?
0: It's amazing, and what actually amazes me more is that. I continually get emails and DMs from mums and teachers saying they can't believe that, you know, sewing with their kids, how excited the kids are. And I bet you had teachers say to me, look, I gave needles and scissors to a class full of kids and I was sort of, you know, thought, oh, this is going to be like chaos. And the kids (laughs) were calm. And I get messages like continually from people. And that's what really inspires me, these continual messages from people. Thanking me for inspiring them to sew with their kids. So, yeah, wow.
1: yes, congratulations! That's absolutely incredible, Trixie. And I'm curious because it sounds like things are going pretty well. Uh, how can I
0: help you? What's on your mind? I guess I've got to this point where, like I said, I could never have imagined that Sew Softy would become so big. And so I'm wondering: one is how I can reach more people and increase mm-hmm. the reach of Sew Softy, and also sort of what other things what can I do next but without adding more sort of events or doing more because I run so by myself how can I reach how can I get like my one of the book that was published this year the Zenki way which is a guide to showing parents how to sew not only so simple simply but to show parents or teachers that sewing is it has to be fun and it's easy and that it doesn't have to be anything complicated and I guess the other thing is just how can I get my book into more libraries is that too many questions
1: yeah. no this is great this is a great place to start i love that you started with some constraints like i want to do this but i want to make sure that these things in my life are still the way they are you know i have these boundaries i think that's really important a lot of people when they experience this kind of growth kind of just dive headfirst into the deep end and then all of a sudden they're drowning and everything and are trying to you know what happened how did we get here so i appreciate you thinking clearly about okay well what is the future of this but also how do how do you fit into it are you just doing this on your own right now in terms of how this is being spread around or are you working with anybody to help you with anything related to to this effort
0: no i basically do it by myself i i'm on instagram and i just i contact people individually i've got like i'm really lucky i've got some big companies like clover singer i'm um, who are really lovely and sort of help me, they'll always promote my events. So I'm really lucky. I've got a couple of little other smaller like uh, craft companies that are really happy to to spread the event. Um, I've got a couple of editors in some magazines who will publish the event or, or write about the events that I have. But I contact basically indiv- people individually, which is which is a nice way because I like that sort of individual c- connection. It's very important to me. But it's very, very time consuming.
1: It, it is definitely time consuming. It's not necessarily scalable, right? In in terms of trying to reach more people, it's kind of one person at a time. But it is so important. I think a lot of us are on the other side. We're trying to scale and we have all these tools and ability to reach thousands, but then we forget about the intimate sort of one-on-one and that real relationship that's there. So it's kind of interesting because you're kind of working backwards here. And I like the idea of you getting in front of audiences and hearing your story because your story is so compelling and where this came from. Have you? And I know that. Excuse me for saying this, but before I hit record, you were quite nervous. Yes. uh Here on the podcast, and you're doing extremely well right now. You're very eloquent, and you have this amazing story. I think more people should hear this story. And when the story gets out there, I think more people will talk about it. And I think even from this episode, people are going to start talking about it. Have you thought about sharing your story on other platforms? On other podcasts, or being a guest on other people's YouTube channels, for example, to even demonstrate a little bit for that person in their audience as well.
0: I've actually tried. I've been on a um, art teachers podcast. I have tried a couple of podcasts. Tried reaching out to people with podcasts, but I've only uh, had success with the art teachers podcast. I've never tried getting onto anybody's YouTube channel. I guess, yeah, I don't know exactly. I mean how to do it other than, you know, writing to people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be interesting. I mean, you are already using Instagram, right? And that's a great way to initiate a conversation. I can imagine, for example, a popular mom blog or mom videographer who has a ma- I mean, these, these channels on YouTube and these podcasters, I mean, they have raving fans, right? They have super fans who just, anything they do. And guess what? You can do them a favor by offering them an activity that they can show to their audience. You can do the work for them to find something fun and exciting for their kids to do. And in exchange, if they happen to feature that or talk about it, and maybe you help out their kids or demonstrate something for them in some way, shape or form, it becomes a beautiful, mutual, beneficial relationship. And you're going to have more eyes and, and people come your way and learn about your book or your next event. You could even utilize an opportunity to bring some influencers and some of those people with larger audiences to your events you can invite them you can have them show up and and and, you know make sure they get the vip treatment for example and they're going to bring their cameras there with them and bring their kids and you know show that off and again spread more awareness in that way and i think that that could be a really interesting way to to get the word spread out there because it just can take one or two really big people with a lot of influence to really start you know what if you were on oprah Right. You know Oprah over here in the States, right? Like
0: that's been my dream for a really long time.
1: <laughs> I think you can have that dream come true. I really do. I really do. Especially for what you're doing and how you're helping. And everybody's on their screens nowadays. I mean, there's a trend toward screen-free activities now. I mean, this is this is perfect, especially with the pandemic and everybody on their devices all the time. Like, let's get back into hands and tactile and feeling things and touching things. And there could be a really, really interesting dream of yours coming true of you know, having a person like Oprah talk about this and share your book. And it just takes putting yourself out there and building these relationships. And, you know, it can be hard to strategically do this. Like if I talk to this one person, I know they know Oprah and I'm going to, you know, hopefully get them to talk about me the next time they have dinner together. It, it shouldn't even be like that right? That, that, that's doing it for the wrong reasons. I think you do it because you know that you can spread this word and that you have this valuable thing that you could share with other people. And you are utilizing these people who have spent the time to build trust with their brands to spread that message even further and provide more value everywhere. And the world has this beautiful way of paying back those who, who push forward and, and provide value in that way. So that would be one way that I would recommend. It, it's not an overnight thing. It's not a send an email and then everything will happen overnight kind of thing. It's a it's a relationship building thing and you seem to be pretty good at that already. So just a little bit of guidance toward, you know, who might we be able to build a relationship with. I think could be really cool. In terms of your book, there could be some really interesting partnerships. I know that there are people, for example, who are also in the arts and crafts space who might love to work with you and partner with you in some way, shape, or form where you could do something for each other. Maybe they have a skill that could come into the sewing world that you you do. Maybe it's a maybe it's an artist who can help you, you know, take your plushie or softie and then be able to draw on it with a certain kind of ink. And they teach you how to do that to your audience. And then you come on and teach their audience how to make a softie for them to draw on. And there could be a really cool sort of again mutual uh, it's all about relationships and how to like how do we help each other in this? You know, I could tell you keyword optimize your website, I could tell you to pay for ads and all this other stuff, which probably isn't going to be fun for you. And it's not really fun for most. I think as long as you continue to share your craft, and that could be amazing. Are you doing anything in terms of content creation? I once heard that content creation is networking for introverts. And I really love that feel. It's like, okay, I'm going to write or I'm going to create videos and share these things because it's hard for me to go out and talk to a lot of people. So I'm going to talk to you know, the masses on like a YouTube video or a blog? How much organic content creation are you doing? And and if so, where?
0: Uh, So I have a YouTube channel where I do uh, lots of tutorials. Instagram, I'm on Instagram and I've got a really amazing, really lovely audience on Instagram. I've got my blog, I publish a lot of free tutorials for people and just information about what I'm doing. And I also have a so softy Facebook group.
1: Gotcha. What is your YouTube
0: channel? It's Sewasofty. So S-E-W-A-S-O-F-T-I-E.
1: Hey, so, I mean, you have 580 subscribers. You're publishing maybe one video a month. I think that YouTube, especially for what it is that you're creating, some little demonstrations and tutorials and things like that. And especially, you know, more than just you know, you showing people, hey, here's a technique. It's like, if you could somehow capture moments where you are teaching somebody or another mom is teaching or another teacher is teaching somebody and we could see the kid's face light up, right? And see what that does for them. And just the transformation of, wow, I can do this right on the spot. That would be like leveling up that content creation to a point where, oh, that's why we're doing this, right? It's not because we want to sew a softie. It's because, well, what does a softie mean and how does it actually empower somebody? And I think that showing that on video could be great. And I think YouTube would be an amazing strategy because what you are seeing is very visual. What you're teaching is very visual. And I think that if you even published two videos a month, it could create that momentum and a little bit more exposure for you and the brand. And I think especially if you, when you have these events, make sure you're, YouTube channel is mentioned there to bring more people in and just the YouTube channel would then become a a great way to continue that conversation with people and to continue to teach and to inspire and motivate in between those events. And I think that would be really great. And of course, the larger you grow that audience on YouTube, then the more clout you have and the more ability you have to, you know, spread the word even more through partnerships and relationships and such. And with these partnerships that you have with these companies that you mentioned, I don't know if you're necessarily getting paid for them, or if they're just helping you spread the word. But again, the bigger your platform, the more likely you are to command a little bit of a, of a return on that as well. So I'm really excited. Like I, if I were in your position, I'd be stoked for all the different things that I could do. And always keeping in mind because my problem is I want to do it all. No. What are the one or two things that you want to focus on this coming year that are going to grow your brand? And let's just, let's just master those. Maybe, maybe it's, YouTube and partnerships and or or maybe it's Instagram and YouTube or one or two things that you could really learn about focus on you know if you're going to for example learn about YouTube okay add, like let's 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 find people who are good at that and absorb as much as we can from them um because the problem that that I had a long time ago was okay let me be on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and stories and reels and vine and all these things and I could do all of them like 5% well because I'm only showing up on each. So just a little guidance for you based on my own mistakes and and past experiences.
0: Yeah. YouTube is one of the things I I realized that it's quite good. And I've been sort of thinking that I need to, you know, post more tutorials on YouTube. Instagram, I don't want to leave because I already have like a really, you know, amazing audience there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can lean into it even more perhaps.
0: Yeah. And working how to do that. And The partnerships is good, but it's because sewing is such a very small niche and it's just hand sewing that it's sometimes a a little bit difficult to sort of work. There's not a lot of companies out there in my space, in the sewing space or kids' sewing space. So I can't often find a lot of people who, who to contact. The companies I have are actually, who I do work with at the moment, are really, really lovely companies who help me In you know more than I probably I'm helping them, but they're amazing. They're really lovely. I mean,
1: I, I that's great actually, and the fact that you're already working with companies like that is good. I would potentially see how you might be able to provide more value to them. Reach out to them and see what else you could do together. I mean, it doesn't have to be just about these events, but you could potentially have a say in some of what it is that they're doing and have some you know ownership. Or you know, I've gotten to the point where in many cases with companies that started off initially as partnerships. You know, I actually went on to become an advisor because I just really had a good vibe with them, and I offered as much value as I could to them. And you know, you have a unique perspective in the space that they don't. They need you just as much as you need them. And I think understanding that allows you to command a, a little bit more back, and also think about okay, well, what could, what else could I offer to them? Those partnerships are are really key, and they also have relationships as well. That is of value to you. You know, hey, can you introduce me to? You know this other company that i've seen you work with before and and those kinds of things can initiate a, a recommendation from a friend or somebody who you know already is always going to be better than a cold outreach so you can use the contacts you have already to begin expanding your network even more and again why because you'll reach more kids and you'll reach more teachers and you'll reach more parents like always just remember to keep that in mind because it's yeah. like it's very common in this stage of business to just get really lost in like the opportunity and lost in the growth. And as long as you remain true to your why and what you're doing this for, then, you know, you really can't lose.
0: Yeah, no, I love what I'm doing. So it's just, you know, what else? I guess I got so much, I think, you know, how else can I just make it get more people seeing what I'm doing. So
1: yeah, I mean, you got to show up, right? You got to be in places. And I think that's why content creation, like on YouTube, for example, and on Instagram, would be great because the beauty of YouTube more than any other platform, other than perhaps TikTok, and I don't know if you want to do the TikTok thing, (laughs) (laughs) would be the algorithm and the ability for you to create a really good video with a title and thumbnail that really just YouTube's like, "You know what? We love this video. We're going to send it to millions of people for you." Yeah, that can happen, right? And and the more you create, the more opportunity that there is for that to happen and you know, who knows? Maybe Oprah's daughter might come across one of those videos one day and ask her mom to, you know, "Hey, you should get in contact with Trixie."
0: <laughs> it sounds pretty good to me.
1: <laughs> we can if we can think it, we can we can make it happen for sure.
0: I actually find that I say sometimes to my husband, "Oh, you know, I wish so was soft you would do this and this. And all of a sudden, you know, it happens. I sort of started just teaching, you know, for 20 years, I was just in my community and I thought I need to get out into the, you know, wider community. And then all of a sudden I was teaching at museums and art galleries. And right. it just, you know, I sort of say, you've got to say this to the world and see what happens. And mm-hmm. it grows Absolutely. In, in ways you never expect or I never expected. So it's like, wow.
1: I mean, What's stopping you from asking the museum that you work with in New York and say, hey, you know, excited about this next event? Do you happen to know anybody who might enjoy working with me on another event like this or who we can help to spread the word out even more? I mean one of them might know Oprah, right? Or, you know, you never know.
0: Yes, you never know.
1: And you have so much value. You've already provided so much value. You have the permission to ask. And if, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I don't know anybody, but I'll keep my ear out for it, right?
0: Yes, I learned that a long time ago. The worst that someone can say is no. And so I've decided, okay, I'll just ask and put it out there and see what happens. And it's been really good for me. To remember that I love
1: yeah. it so if anybody's listening to this and you're like oh my gosh Trixie is amazing I love what she's doing I want to help her Trixie where can people go to find your business and your website and all the things to, to get in contact with you
0: so I'm so softy on Instagram I have a website called so softy and Facebook I'm so softy and YouTube I'm so softy
1: love it the branding's really good I love what you're doing, Trixie. Best of luck to you. If you need anything, reach out because I believe in what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. And I just really appreciate your, your help and just being on your podcast has been so amazing for me.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the inspiration and good luck. We'll hopefully catch up again and talk about all the great things that have happened since. So, you know, we'll talk soon.
0: Thank you very much, Pat. That's amazing.
1: All right, I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Trixie. I highly recommend you check out her website. It's just so cool what she's doing there at soasofty.com. And I do think there's a lot of opportunities for new partnerships and new growth here. And I imagine that down the road, even thinking about this after we finished up, uh, you know, there's a lot more different sort of niches, if you will, that she could help kids sew things about, perhaps their favorite characters from shows and whatnot. There's just so many cool things that are possible, and I'm looking forward to catching up with Trixie in the future as we see Sew a Softie continue to grow. So thank you, Trixie. I appreciate you, and thank you for listening through. I appreciate you. We have a lot of great stuff coming, especially this year. You're going to notice that we are going to change up Ask Pat very shortly here. I just recorded the intro for the new version of Ask Pat, which is gonna be called the Smart Bar, which will utilize not just my expertise, but the expertise of everybody in our network to help you in one way, shape, or form, because I'm not all knowledgeable about all things. In fact, if you have a question about something, there might be somebody who I know who could help you even faster and even better, and that's what the Smart Bar is about, it's not just about Pat anymore, it's about all of us and helping each other. So look out for that coming shortly. Again, that's the Smart Bar. I'm not sure if it'll be ready at this point in time when you're listening to this, it it might be, and it might be the future and obviously ready by then. But if you go to thesmartbar.fm, that's where you're gonna get redirected to all the places where it will be once it carries over. So anyway, really excited about that. Kudos to the team to helping to put that together and manage all that and to our network who's been just so excited to step up and also offer help here too. So the SmartBar.fm coming soon, if not already available. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on that and other Ask Pat episodes that are coming shortly here after this one. And of course, we have a whole archive of questions that we've answered that may help you at this point in time as well. Till I see you again, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session.